Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 110. I'm Joel Payne, and this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be mainly reviewing last month's Eurovision Songs Challenge and setting a new and exciting songwriting challenge for May. Hey, Sam. Oh, yeah, Sam's not here. Sorry, folks. It's just me. I'm not used to doing this on my own, so I'm going to try and talk to you as if you're in the room. um, But also not talk too much because you don't want to just listen to me wittering on. What I do want to say, though, is a huge, huge thank you for helping us to reach the target on our crowdfunder. In fact, to actually exceed the target on our crowdfunder. Um, I think I've said before that I really believe in the idea of doing crowdfunders for albums. I know they're difficult and they're more difficult if you're doing it for your own album that carries your own name. I understand that. But there's something so wonderful about a community of people coming together to help to fund something which creates a sense of ownership Um, and it means that we can write and publish the songs that we think the church needs to sing rather than the songs that might get the most radio play or sell the most records Uh, i think it's a really beautiful model but it does depend on people being generous and supportive as well so i want to say a big big thank you and especially to those of you who sort of went the extra mile and came up with very clever ways of sourcing funding offering your skills i thought that was very exciting particularly liked it when david brackenbury offered to not play on people's album in return for a donation i thought that was very generous of him um and it's also just really great to exceed the target um and what that means, that's often called stretch funding. You know, what would we do if we exceed it? Well, the reality is we were going to put in a big chunk of our charity funds anyway. So if we exceed the target a bit, it means we can use those charity funds for something else. So it's all um, really, really good. We've got 20 songs that are going on these two albums. There are 20 different writers involved, which involves co-writes and other things. Um, and uh, we've We've done the pre-production. That's the bit where we map out the songs. Um, we figure out the key, the feel, some of the instrumentation, little musical motifs and things, and create guide tracks to then begin recording over the top of. And the drummers have been in the studio. I think we're using four different drummers this time, so that's kind of fun, just to get a different vibe, different sounds. Um, some of the drummers have already been in the studio. That's where we're at. Um, and... We are going to introduce a few of the songs on the Worship Songwriting Retreat next month. And we will also, if you don't mind, those of you who are there, record some of you singing them. Because we love having a bit of a congregational sound on these songs. Even if we don't necessarily record the entire thing with all the instruments in the room at the same time. It just kind of helps to convey what the songs are supposed to be. Speaking of retreats, not long now, just over a month. Um, there are always one or two cancellations around this time. You know, there's lots of people have booked in, and so it's kind of inevitable. So keep an eye on on the bookings. I think last time I looked, there was one single ensuite room still available. There's still the the, the dorm rooms, uh, camping, staying off site. That's all pretty flexible. So you you can um, you can get in there reasonably last minute if you need to. Um, but if you would actually like one of the proper rooms, say the proper rooms, you know what I mean in the main house then um yeah getting quick but do also share with friends you know maybe you've mentioned it to a friend and and then there were no spaces um but we would love to welcome people i'm very excited about it, looking forward to it i can tell you we're gonna have on the monday night we're gonna have a geraldine latte concert um of sorts you know low-key but um i've asked geraldine if she'll present a bunch of her songs and talk through how she wrote them and other such things and carrie will be there pianist and multi-instrumentalist extraordinaire as well playing along Uh, so quite excited about that and delighted to be welcoming Andy Piercy for the first time as well Andy is uh, just talks so much sense and so many people listen to him and I think it's time that we all had a listen to him as well so I'm really looking forward to that too Um, without further ado let us move on to the May song review 
The challenge in May was to write Eurovision songs. Actually, I should say, um, did anybody, did you watch the Eurovision? I loved it. I have always loved it, actually, though. I'm one of those people who continued watching it when it wasn't cool and now it's sort of become cool again. It, sort of. I mean, I say that, you know, sort of cool. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. My son has, he's just incessantly playing Eurovision playlist now on his little um, Alexa device. And his favourite is uh, Queen of Kings, which I have to say it has come across as a very good song. You, you don't always pick the, the best ones on the night, do you, necessarily? The ones that will endure. I really like the cha, 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 cha. But i got to be honest, I, I sort of liked it on the night. Less keen on listening to it now, but still kind of fun. Um, so our Eurovision song challenge was to write songs not to write Europop anthems, uh, but to write songs that in the spirit of Eurovision represent in some way the place that we come from, the place that we live, that draw inspiration on a story, um, a culture, a style, the topography, the architecture. I don't know. could be anything, couldn't it? And uh, I have to say, I have loved this month reading through, I've sort of Am I allowed to say this? I've sort of enjoyed reading about the songs more than I've enjoyed listening to them, even though I've really enjoyed listening to them. Because the, I've loved the stories. I'd love finding out about where people are from, um, a bit of insight into our daily lives, and then also just uh, seeing how cleverly you have all taken those stories and the different ways you've applied them. Some people have been have just dived straight into the stories and others have kind of, glanced off them but it's take them off into different places um such a range such a variety so i've really enjoyed this i feel like it's been a bit similar to the heroes challenge we did a few years ago where people wrote songs in the style of their songwriting heroes i just that a bit of insight into people the explanation has been fascinating and inspiring this time as much as the songs i have enjoyed the songs too though honest um so to review the songs this month, rather than you listen to me, what I've done is I've asked several of the team leaders to send in uh, their recommendation for a song and to give us a few words about why they enjoyed it. So why don't we start with Travis? Hey, y'all, this is Travis Ham from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I wanted to comment on Rebecca Fairhead. Uh, she's part of my team Ganilli. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not. Uh, but her song, You're, You Will Be Our Everlasting Light, this month was really excellent. Uh, her, her focus was on looking at the place where she lives in Eastburn, which is uh, supposedly the sunniest town in the UK. Uh, she, she focused on that idea of light and let that be, in a sense, the motif that the rest of the song really revolved around. Uh, she told, just crafted a really great story looking at Christ being the creator of him also being not only the the one who who brought light to creation but the one who also brings light uh, to our place of of sin and death um, and also looking forward on to when there will be no more night and no more darkness when the lamb himself will be our lamp um, our church is currently going through the book of revelation so I think this all stirs with me even a little bit more but uh, she did really again an excellent job at telling the story in a fresh way that I think really speaks to uh, the place that she's in. So, Rebecca, wonderful job. Jesus, you created light from nothing. Let your word, the sun and stars will fall. Let your name, the darkness, flees in terror.
Hi, Joel. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my selection is for Paul Myers' It Was Your Love. You know, there was, a, there was a few things about this song that I just thought were absolutely wonderful. The first, of course, has to be Paul's backstory about uh, how he came to know Jesus and the predicaments um, that he was in before all of that. You know, it was, you know, it was very brave putting it up there and um, just so powerful, really. And then what he's managed to do for me is really nail the brief in terms of that kind of Euro poptastic feel of a song and yet managed to combine it with it being so worshipful. Um, the lyric being simple in a fantastic way, I think, was also maybe you know, a lesson for us all, certainly a bit of a lesson for me where I'm constantly trying to, you know, uh, I suppose, you know, make things, you know, rhyme all over the place in different ways and all that sort of carry on. And just that, that pure simplicity really, really was powerful. And, and also I thought it had a real meditative, meditative, it's hard to say that, isn't it? Meditative quality. Um, and almost a refrain to it that, you know, you could break an element of the song up and have it in a service where there's a bit of a refrain, you know, of it was your love. Uh, lastly, for me, uh, genius in the rising key changes. They were just gorgeous and just, you know, it really evoked, you could see it being played on a Eurovision night. Um, for me, well done, Paul. That was really, really good. Rachel Wilhelm here with Team St. Martin's. Uh, the song that stood out for me the most this month after listening through them um, was Samuel Hurl's We Will Not Fear. And I love the image of, uh, he, he paints this picture of uh, having a cafe in a seaside town uh, and where he and his wife have a uh, an actual cafe. So, <laughs> and then they have this festival that comes through. It's a folk festival in August. And he, um, he thought that he would, it sounds kind of like Parsley Sage Rosemary in time a little bit. It's got, it's got that, um, Dorian mode thing going on that I just love and I'm immediately attracted to it. So I am super biased. So if there's ever that, if any of, if any songwriters ever write in Dorian mode, I'm, I'm game and I'll, I will always choose you, just letting you know. Um, so totally love that. Um, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I suggest going back through and listening to Samuel's song. We will not fear, though the earth will give way. Mountains may fall in the sea. You are the Lord of all that's been made. Always our helping God is our refuge, our strength, our good song Exalted in all of the earth Be still and 
know he is our God, our fortress, the one who is with us. Nations will rampage and war. The Lord will break the bow and the spear. Wars will cease once and for all. God is our refuge, our strength, our good song. Exalted in all of the earth. Be still and From Samson, I'd like to feature Dave Jarvis from Oak Park, Illinois, which is just outside Chicago, and is famous for being the home of the famous architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Apparently, he had his studio there and he designed uh, several of the buildings within the village. So Dave decided to use the theme of Architect Supreme, which is a phrase he's borrowed from uh, a Joel and Calvin commentary on Psalm 19. And um, I think he's done a really fantastic job, partly because I'm an absolute sucker for jazz. And his uh, latest version is a jazz waltz. And I just really think he's used some really interesting language based on architecture. And it speaks about how uh, God created the whole universe, the earth and us. And it's just really well structured and has a really strong chorus about um, praise to you, our God and Father, architect supreme. And I just think it's really beautiful. Your fingers have formed all my innermost parts. You wove all my intricate threads. Your craftsmanship fills me with love and awe. Like all your works, too high for my head. You have established the earth, now it spans and orbits secure in its space. Yet tilted so seasons may bless our days. It moves apace, yet firmly in place. Praise to you, high God and Father, architect supreme. Oh, how your mighty works enthrall us, architect supreme. Hello, this is Keiko, and I'm sharing about a song that was written by five different people, actually. This is a co-write with Sue Green, Stephen Sloss, John Rayner, Phil Johnson, and Alison Kelsaw, and they uh, wanted to write about unity. So um, just reading what they wrote here about the song, they wanted a song to be about being one body with many parts, and then being of one mind, singing one song in unity to the one God. So they did an incredible job of covering this topic, not only creating a great song, but interacting with um, the feedback in the thread and coming up with a new version that's even stronger and uh, so catchy. That chorus is amazing. I think all of them are participating in the final version, which is super cool. And I guarantee you that it's going to be stuck in your head once you've heard it. One mind, 
this has been another great month to be out and about on the Slack thread. And it's given much more than just songs. It reminded me of a month in the 2020 12 Song Challenge, uh, which was theme songs for your church. And it was fascinating that month to hear people share a little bit about the churches that they served in and really work to deepen those relationships and friendships as you could start to place people in the community and their Sunday context. But this month's challenge seemed to extend that a little further, as not only did we have people telling us things about their town and village and city, but you got the sense that many of us were actually finding things out for the first time about some of the spiritual or cultural or historic relevance to the place that we call home. So for me, this challenge has been fantastic in allowing us to use those pieces of often newly acquired knowledge as the seed of an idea that then takes shape. Uh, so within Gwiel, we've had a number of really good submissions this month, which have included a range of takes on the task that was set. Some have gone incredibly specific into their local area. So we had one song that took us through all the wards in Walsall, uh, one which traced the ancient spiritual heritage of Derby, one which offered a welcome to any potential visitors to Rotterdam, one which picked up some of the traditional crafts of the Chilterns, one which made comment on the recent coronation of Charles III, one which picked up on a recent youth event that saw thousands of young people brought together at an event called Extreme 4, Hunger for God. One which was a song for prayer walkers wherever they may be walking, one about a town that tends to be the final move that people make in their retirement, so it's seen a little bit like Heaven's Waiting Room, a couple of jokers and probably some that I've missed. So quite a varied bunch. But the one that I've picked out for us to listen to is by John Glyde and it's called Move Closer to Love. I've partly chosen this one because of the production on it. It did sound at times like it wouldn't be out of place at the Eurovision Song Contest, so that was an immediate draw to tie in with the challenge. But John talked about how he lives near Tewkesbury and shared the story of a Saxon hermit who arrived in that area on a spiritual retreat in the 7th century. He talked about how the local history indicates that he was in a large part a pioneer for the spiritual heritage of the area. So John picked up on the theme of spiritual retreat, which for me feels like a real key part of the rhythms of grace that we maybe look for in our lives. So I felt like a really practical angle to take and one that had the potential to resonate with so many. His verses are based around questions, which I thought was a really powerful way to approach it. It, it almost allows the verses to become much larger than merely the lyrics he's written, as he invites the singer and the listener in to start to answer those questions. Questions like, I wonder what would happen if I took myself away. I wonder what would happen if I stopped with you all day. I wonder what would happen if I rested in you. I wonder what would happen if you put dreams in my head. Sometimes the verses triggered further questions. Sometimes the verses shared early musings on potential answers, but all worked together to both sing about finding that space of retreat and reflection alongside some things to reflect on. The chorus responds in some way to the questions of the verses, to a declaration of, I can go there with you, move closer to love that's true. I can go there with you, move closer to love. That reminder that oftentimes to find those places of rest and refreshing, it's us who need to do the moving, to find the God who is there waiting to speak and minister to us, then recognising that he was there all along and longing to offer that. John's engaged really well with the others in the community to shape up the song and has submitted an updated version picking up on some of the suggestions made. So it will be version two that we'll take a listen to. Thanks for sharing, John, and thanks for sharing all of Team Gwail. would happen if I took myself away I found a quiet place to stay I might be running from the past I might just want the peace to last I wonder what would happen if Talked with you all day What mysteries would you say With your presence all around I'd make home on holy ground I can go That's true 
Hello, this is Elise Massa from Team Tresco, and I'd like to recognize Jonathan Budd and his song, Once a Pirate, Now a Pilgrim. Now, not only do I love the fact that I get to sing about how I was a pirate, but Jonathan did an excellent job maintaining very clear, consistent imagery with the different nautical aspects of the song and pairing that with a melody that is very singable and also very fun to play with little differences in the time signatures um, to keep that interest. So well done, Donovan. I Hello, Chelsea Challenge. This is Andy Clark. My shout out for Team Annette or Annette. Uh, I don't know, nine months in, so I'm not quite sure how to pronounce my team name. But I want to give a shout out to Fiona Scott, who has done a song based on her city of Glasgow. And Glasgow's motto is apparently let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of your word and the praising of your name. I mean, it does help if your city's motto literally is a worship song. So you had a good head start there, Fiona, but she's done a, um, a brilliant job keeping it really simple. Got Les Glasgow flourish, let Scotland flourish, let this world flourish. Beautiful, catchy melody, chords that move around to make it interesting, and bonus fiddle playing. So uh, what's not to love? Great job, Fiona. great month uh, for the St Mary's crew. Uh, we've had some brilliant songs. James Martin wrote an intercession for a town in turmoil, which I found really uh, useful. I can imagine singing that in my town. Uh, Julie Bowsher um, lives in Yeovil and wrote a song inspired by the area of Nine Springs, a local country park, and the idea of God springing up. And musically, it just feels really Fresh, it's a kind of got a bit of a cold playish groove. I really like that by Julie. Uh, if I had to say one uh, for Joel to play, I'd ask him to play Dave Forays. We all know that Dave is just a brilliant writer, 
and uh, he tells the story of um, the fact that he lives in southern Idaho uh, and back um, during Pearl Harbor apparently uh, those of Japanese ancestry living uh, within a certain distance from the ocean were required to move east and were put into internment camps in places like Idaho and he tells the story of Tom and Alice who are his wife's parents who uh, were in that situation and um, after the war they ended up staying in Idaho um, and eventually uh, Dave married their daughter Melissa and uh, Kate, there's a Keiko's grandparents. It's a really it's a really beautiful story but what I love about what Dave does is that he takes um, that story and even though the details aren't in the song the sense of that history and that emotion comes through in the music and the words. I do also have to mention Hunter Lynch, uh, who's written, I'm not really sure if it's on the theme, but a brilliant uh, parody song uh, around, uh, well, it's around the land of unclean lips, and if you haven't heard it, you really need to. Thanks, bye. You knew my name Before the world was formed You made my frame And called me It's an amazing, incredible set of songs. I feel like I've been missing out, though. Everyone's chipped in, so I want to jump in with a song. Uh, please forgive me for one more song, but I picked out Stephen Tilson from Team Goo. Oh, can I also say how disappointed I am, before I do this, that nobody said, Greetings, 12 Song Challenge. This is Travis from the Ganelli Jury. Anyway. I thought someone would do it in Eurovision songs, but nobody did. Anyway, I give my douze point to Stephen Tilson from Team Magoo. Uh, Stephen said he was just he was out on a bike ride and then came up with this idea. He was cycling through the suburbs of his city and came up with this idea of a song for the suburbs. And I think just the thing I love about this song is it sounds like a bike ride. When you listen to it, it just musically conjures up being out on a bike ride. So I thought we could listen to a quick verse of this. Great job, Stephen. I'll sing a song for the suburbs, for the suburbs. I'll sing a song for our leafy urban sprawl. Land of the pram of the cul-de-sac and cafe. Where our lives can pass comfortably by an exam The towns where the doctrines of now go politely and challenge Past the hedge and dry stone wall. 
the theme for June is quite a contrast to Eurovision songs. Uh, and then we're getting a little bit more serious in June. The theme for June is refugee songs. And uh, to help us think that through, I had a chat with Emma Billington, one of our very own, who works for Welcome Churches. And she'll tell us a bit more about the organisation that she works for and give us uh, quite a lot of um, inspiration for songs that we could write in this June challenge. Well, it's a delight to welcome Emma Billington to the podcast. Hello, Emma. Hi, Joel. Thank you. Now, you are actually known to lots of our uh, listeners, either through meeting you personally, but lots of people will have met you online, but not know so much about you. So I want to take advantage of the opportunity to just find out a bit more about one of our uh, community. So just tell us a bit more about yourself, where you are, um, and maybe something about your kind of journey into songwriting as well. Okay, um, I'm based near Wigan in the little town called Ashton and Makefield. Uh, we moved here about four years ago. We lived in London for about 31 years, married to Anthony, two boys. Um, and I've been songwriting on and off since I became a Christian, which is about 39 years now. Wow. Uh, but my habit tended to be to write, to sing to myself and then kind of throw away for about the first 35 years of that, just, just through a kind of sense of shyness, really, a lack of, lack of confidence. Yeah. Um, but then when we moved house, uh, our next door neighbour just happens to be a Christian called Harold and he's a really talented musician and he's a great songwriter so I plucked up courage and shared a few songs with him and he was a real encourager um along with his best friend Chris who's also now a 12 song challenger as well right um so I was sort of sharing songs with the two of them and then I said to my husband Anthony I said I just wish there was a place where I could share songs and get some feedback and he happened to be uh, doing a weekend away with Salvation Army with um, Sam and Sarah. Oh. And he mentioned this to Sam and came back and told me about the 12 Song Challenge. And so I joined, which I think was maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's just really helped me to be more confident. Uh, it feels like a really safe space to try out ideas. Hmm. Um, so... I, mean, I love gardening, so a bit of a gardening metaphor. So it's a great place to have your songs pruned, a bit of fertilising, some training, which I think has led to me feeling more confident and well supported. Well supported. Um, so I'm just really grateful to the 12 Song Challenge community because um, I think it's a really rare thing to be part of a forum where even disagreement is managed in a really nurturing way with yeah. a real focus on growth and mutual support. So that's me. Oh, well, we love having you as part of the community, oh, Emma. thank you. Um, but today you're here in slightly more official capacity. I am. Um, yeah. With Welcome Churches. Yeah. Just tell us what your role is there. So I'm um, officially, my title is I'm the Head of National Development. Right, well, you sound really very grand. important. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I'm not really, yeah. but I, okay. I sound it, yeah. I think, yeah. I think we've got the right person for the job. <laughs> and tell us then... Um, about uh, the organisation. What is it? What does it do? What is it for? Yeah, so it's a UK-wide charity. Um, so our vision is that every refugee and person seeking asylum in the UK should receive a personal welcome from their local church. So in practice, what we're doing is developing a network of what we call refugee-friendly churches. So a church can join the network for free, and then they appear on our network map. So if a refugee or an asylum seeker moves into a new area, they can find a church themselves by doing a postcode search, or they can refer themselves through our secure referral system, or a church or other organisation can revert, refer someone to a new church when they move. And people are moved a lot, often at very short notice, so it's a bit of a, right. what we call it a refugee safety net. And along with that, we offer training to churches to help them understand the issues facing those seeking asylum and refugees. So things like trauma awareness, cross-cultural awareness, the whole asylum system, and we offer resources. So we've got about 1,200 churches in our network across the oh. UK. Yeah. yeah. How long has the, the organisation been going? Uh, since 2018, so right. about five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are going to... Um, we're going to think about songwriting connected with this, but I suppose it's helpful to start with a bit of theology, probably, because um, as a as a sort of a basic idea, what are the kind of theological principles 
that under undergird this idea that churches should be welcoming to refugees? What are kind of some key points that we might be able to grab hold of? Well, there's there's no reference in the Bible to refugees at all, but there are lots of specific references about how God's people are to treat the foreigner or the sojourner or those marginalised. And God's people are repeatedly called to be at the forefront of justice. And I believe we're called to be different in our treatment of people right from Genesis, right through the Bible. Um, and when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest command? Of course, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and then love your neighbour as yourself. And when he was asked, who is my neighbour? And it was the Samaritan. So there's an expectation we'll demonstrate love to people, whoever they are, whether they're the people we might sort of rub alongside with normally. And yeah. I asked Anthony last night, Anthony is a theologian, and he said in every genre of literature in the Bible, there's teaching about how we're to treat different people. So, you know, the law, how we treat the foreigner um, residing amongst ourselves, or the story of the people of Israel always on the move, um, you know, the Psalms um, about how God will protect the poor, um, wisdom, how we should treat people who are destitute, the book of Ruth, prophecy, um, and the Gospels themselves, and who Jesus chose to sort of rub alongside with um, in the letters. Um, so that lovely verse in Hebrews, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by, by doing so, people are showing hospitality to angels. So it's right throughout, throughout the Bible, there's this thread of how we're expected to treat other people. That's fantastic. That's absolutely loads for us to work with. That's really good. It's all there. Good. Yeah, it's it, it's all there throughout. Um, maybe we could just think about songs a bit then. So, um, you know, there's a Refugee Sunday, which yeah. is, um, it can vary, it can sort of vary a bit, but yeah. it's, I think it's 25th of, or certainly for Welcome Churches, that's the, the focus yeah, one, yeah, the 25th yeah. of June. Mm -hmm. um, and if we were going to write songs to sing in our churches um, on that Sunday, or maybe to use it as inspiration and then some other time what what kind of songs can can you imagine what kind of themes or approaches could we use well i actually talked to a few friends in church on sunday so um some refugees in our congregation asked them about the sort of songs they would like to sing the church to represent their stories so i spoke to four different people and i got four different responses which is great so the first person I spoke to, she said, songs of thanksgiving. God has done great things. He's protected me. He's kept me safe. And then I, I sort of dipped into Psalms. So things like Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So she was very clear about that sort of thanksgiving and protection. Yeah. And the friend she was sitting next to, I could see her eyes just filled with tears. And I said, what, what would you like? And she said, songs of lament and loss. So yeah. the lack of safety on the journey and um, separation from my family. So she's separated from her daughter, hasn't seen her for three years. Wow. Um, so again, uh, you know, I think going into the Psalms and looking at Psalms of lament or, um, you know, in the prophet, so Jeremiah, um, you know, that famous passage in Jeremiah 31, a voice is heard in Rama mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children. And then another friend of mine on the same theme sent me a link from a refugee friend of his. Mm. And she was the refugee, um, but her mum was kidnapped and killed because of her faith, because she was a Christian. And this young woman had written a song based on um, Habakkuk chapter one. So how long, O oh Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen yeah. or, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. So it was a real kind of outpouring of her own sort of grief um, over the loss of her mum. Yeah. And then another friend, um, he was saying, we need to sing songs to declare our faith in God as a means to encourage and to be strong. So he was very clear about singing, about being strong, to help him to be strong. Um, and then the fourth friend I spoke to, he said, oh, singing the Psalms. So he talked about Psalm 23 and Psalm 42. So I, I love that the fact they gave different responses. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, singing songs of, songs of comfort as well. 
Um, yeah. we, we read in Revelation 21 about the new heaven, the new earth, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. And then, of course, stories. So stories of the Israelites on the move, um, the story of Ruth, um, Daniel in a foreign land, and, of course, yeah. Mary and Joseph fleeing with Jesus. So, you know, the world is your oyster. So many different songs could be sung. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, can you help us as well just to think, on sort of in a more sensitive sense this can be a politically divisive yeah. issue because it obviously it, it isn't just a thing we talk about in church it, it touches on politics and social policy and, and all kinds of things mm. i just don't know whether you've got any any little tidbits of advice about how we could navigate the language in our songs to kind of to unite rather than um yeah rather than end up dividing unintentionally yeah yeah well it's obviously really complicated and and challenging and who would want to be a politician at the moment and within our own churches and certainly mine people express very different views so I think things I'd want to keep in mind is nobody makes the decision to cross the channel in a small boat which is the biggest busiest shipping route in the world on a whim that's sheer desperation so I think remembering the desperation that drives people so I think our response to that, um, whatever has led a person to make that journey, I believe should be one of compassion and not judgment. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with crying out our despair and our frustrations, but not necessarily over our own political differences, but we live in a world with 100 million people on the moves. There are 52 million refugees and 48 million people internally displaced. And I think we need to focus on the biblical principle of kinship. So as human beings, we're created in God's image. We're commanded to love one another. So we need to focus on what unites as opposed to what divides us. Um, and within Welcome Churches, we've got many different denominations within our network. But rather than worrying about differences in theology or expression of worship, we invite churches to focus on a shared common goal which is welcoming refugees into their communities. So perhaps for this challenge, we just need to focus on our common goal, which is to sing the many and varied stories of refugees in the world, which are all different and they're all complex, but they're all of equal importance. That's great. Thanks so much, Emma. Well, um, we're going to have a go. Great. And maybe by the end of this month, we'll have um, some songs that we can share with you and that will just help to encourage and support the, the work that you and your colleagues are doing. Oh, that would be brilliant. I really look forward to listening to them. Thanks, Joel. So there we go. That is our challenge for June refugee songs. Um, what Emma did say to me actually after the interview is that they'd be if you write and complete and somehow publish, put up online somehow um, songs, they'd be really happy to feature some of them on their website as well. So that would be um, that would be a nice conclusion to to this particular challenge. Uh, and therefore, all that remains is for me to thank my many-fold co-hosts who all sent in their audio clips and recommended songs. It was great hearing so many songs this month. And um, to play you a featured song for the month, which is going to be from our colleagues at Jubilate, in fact, from their Until Your Art Is Whole collection that they released uh, two years ago, I think. Um, and this song, it's to a well-known tune, um, and it's called We Pray For Those Adrift Afraid. Until next time, bye-bye.